Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. Over three weeks ago, I woke up with that all-too-familiar feeling. A sore throat, muscle aches, chills. Yep, I must be getting sick. No biggie. I'll rest, drink plenty of fluids, and kick this thing in a few days like I always do. Well, folks, I'm still battling this flu 25 full days later. I've probably consumed... 300 cups of tea, and at least 50 holiday movies by now. At first, it was sort of nice to kick back and take a couple of sick days. But as it dragged on, I found myself becoming increasingly frustrated. I couldn't record videos and podcasts thanks to my incessant cough. I haven't been able to work out either, which is huge for me. Staying active keeps my mood and my energy up. Luckily, my financial well-being hasn't been negatively impacted, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about the feast and famine cycle that too many business owners find themselves in. A cycle that isn't forgiving when you need, or God forbid, want to take time off. A cycle that doesn't allow for emergencies or vacations. A cycle that traps you into working 24-7 to keep your head above water, financially speaking anyway you're definitely drowning in other ways, like your health, like time with your family, like downtime just to relax and clear your head, like getting a full night's sleep. When you're in hustle to survive mode, other areas of your life suffer. And it's not a sustainable way to do business in the long run either. So let's talk about some of the ways you can move your business in a better direction a direction that can increase your income while decreasing your actual working hours. Yes, it is possible, and not only is it possible, it's a must for anyone who wants to build a long-term business and thrive, not just survive as an entrepreneur. To thrive is to grow vigorously, to flourish. It is also to prosper, to gain in wealth and possessions. So you see, we don't want you scraping by. We don't want your growth to be stunted by the grind that doesn't help you get ahead. Your business should help you move toward more freedom, more growth, and more wealth. Otherwise, you've simply created a job for yourself and a demanding one at that. Okay, so let's dive in. The first thing I want to talk to you about is something that I used to hate hearing from online coaches and business leaders. When I would receive the advice, raise your rates in order to be more successful, I used to think, well, yeah, that's a cop-out. Everybody wants to raise their rates, right? That's something most people would love to do, but that doesn't really solve the entire issue. And what if people won't pay what I need or want to charge? But after being in business for five years and seeing how many business owners truly are undercharging for their services... This is at least one part of the equation. What a lot of business owners don't understand in the beginning is just how much money it takes to run a successful business. When getting started, 
we do some quick math and we figure, well, if I just make X amount of dollars per month, then I can pay my bills and make the same thing I was making at my day job. But there are a couple of things wrong with this picture. One, we have to pay our self-employment tax. In a job, our employers are taking out the taxes from our paychecks. But in order to truly bring home enough money after tax to pay our bills, we'll need to account for how much money will go toward taxes at tax season. And trust me, it's a lot more than you paid as an employee. Number two, even though you can start a business on a shoestring budget, running a business is not free. So inevitably, you're going to be adding some monthly or annual bills and financial responsibilities that you just didn't have when you were in a day job. Now, maybe eliminating your commute will save enough money on gas or bus passes or whatever, so your transportation costs can just be swapped out for your business expenses. Still, you need to realize that when you're calculating how much money you need to make. So probably that bare minimum rate you were initially thinking is higher than you were betting on. And finally, do you really only want to make as much money as you did at your job? Sure, matching that income is a great first goal, but I don't think in the long run that's where you're going to want to stay. So I want you to be thinking about that when you get started and build a growth strategy into your business plans. Now a logical first step toward growth after you've gotten some experience is to raise your rates. But that's not all there is to it. So aside from raising your rates, what are some of the things you can do to create a business that helps you thrive instead of hustling 24 seven? One of the things I tell my clients is to stop relying on job boards and bidding sites and start reaching out to targeted companies. For example, I got my start in the online business world as a freelance writer. Now, a lot of writers, designers, and other service providers head to places like Upwork or back in the day Craigslist to look for gigs. Those jobs have been posted in order to attract a flurry of applicants. Now, what is the problem with this approach? There are a couple of things. One is that you're going to just be a number in a pool of perhaps hundreds of people vying for the same gig as you. It's like job hunting, only you're doing this constantly to try to get your next client or your next project. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound very fun or promising to me. When there are that many people fighting over the same job or gig, it's not only going to be hard to stand out, but the competition is going to drive down the compensation. A company that posts a gig with 300 respondents gets to choose from a wide array of service providers at all different levels of both experience and pay. They might go with the most expensive, most qualified one, but that's not usually the case. These kind of bidding wars do not work in your favor. They work in the favor of the company because if the company can choose from someone on the cheaper end, well, they might just do that. Of course, you and I know that quality work isn't going to be cheap. Pay peanuts, get monkeys, as the famous Ogilvy said. But those in control of the budget don't always understand or prioritize that, unfortunately. And if you're saying, 
well, I can just go cheap to get started, watch out. Because those kind of portfolio pieces are often not going to turn out to be all that wonderful. Because you're rushing to make the low price point worth your time, and the company you're doing the work for probably isn't all that credible, so you're not going to want to show off these portfolio pieces anyway. They're not doing a whole lot for you. Plus, when you go this route, it's really easy to get sucked into a cycle of hustling for a few dollars on back-to-back projects to make ends meet. And you'll quickly find that you lack the time to properly market yourself for higher paying projects. Bottom line, job boards and bidding sites are not the ideal place for you to build a thriving business, and they're not even the best place to get started. They're highly competitive, generally low paying, and a huge time suck. Okay, so now you're probably saying, if I don't apply to freelance or consulting jobs, where do I find them? Look, there are a million and one companies out there, and do you know what they all have in common? They all have websites. They all have social media channels. They should all have a blog. They all have employees and managers and products or services. And that means they all have needs that can't always be met entirely by those within the company. Every single business is a potential target for you and your services. Whether you wanna write content for them, update their website, provide leadership training, coach their employees, or design their graphics, there are tons of businesses who can and do work with freelancers, coaches, and consultants. More and more businesses are realizing the benefits of outsourcing, and many large companies actually lay off some of their staff during tough times. Then they hire contract workers instead because they don't have to provide overhead, they don't have to pay their benefits, they don't have to match their retirement funds, and so on and on. They can pay for one very specialized individual to carry out a very specific project, and there are no ongoing salaries to worry about. So figure out exactly what it is you want to provide, what kinds of businesses you want to serve, then pitch yourself to them directly and proactively. They may never post these needs on a job board either because they looked at their network first or maybe they scoured LinkedIn and approached a qualified consultant that way. And even if they do consider posting the gig somewhere, you maybe caught them before they did that and you still stand out by contacting them directly because you're not just one in 300 people reacting to an ad. Okay, so you've raised your rates, hopefully, and you know to do targeted proactive outreach, but man, pitching still takes a lot of time and effort. The good news is you won't have to pitch forever. In fact, your happy clients will likely refer you to others, especially if you ask them to. That's right, don't be afraid to ask for referrals. I like to do that as part of my project wrap up. Plus, happy clients are return clients. Many of my own clients come back to me with projects again and again. They know me, they love my work, and they trust me to deliver. So there's that. Besides, these clients are probably paying you better than gigs from Upwork. They should be, that's the whole point. So guess what that means? You have time to grow your brand and focus on inbound marketing. My favorite. 
Inbound marketing is what really enables you to create a thriving business. So first, let's define what inbound marketing is. Inbound marketing is where you create content like social media posts and blog posts, you optimize your website for search engines, you implement email marketing. Essentially, you're creating a marketing machine that's getting your brand visible to a bigger audience and building a know, like, and trust factor with them that will result in more leads coming to you rather than pitching one-on-one to them. Hence the name inbound marketing. This is incredibly powerful because it enables you to be selective about the kinds of clients you take on. You're more likely to build a pipeline of work and even a wait list. So you're not constantly looking for where your next client or paycheck is coming from because you already have a steady stream of leads and clients coming your way. This also saves you a ton of time because now you don't have to spend it all researching and pitching and applying to gigs. And this is really great for a couple of reasons. One, thriving in business means you have work-life balance. You have free time and flexibility. And this is a big part of the reason most of us want to get out of the nine to five, right? A lot of business owners are freedom seekers. So in order to be happy and feel like we've accomplished that goal, we can't be hustling 24-7 for the next several years. The second reason that saving time with inbound marketing is so important is that time is money. As a solopreneur and a service-based business owner, we can't think about our time in terms of a 40-hour work week. For example, when I started freelancing, I knew that a good portion of my time would be spent marketing myself, and you can't bill anyone for that time. The reality is probably 50% of your time in the beginning will be spent marketing yourself, if not more. And the time you spend marketing is money lost, at least for now. It is an investment, of course. But if you could be spending that time doing client work instead, you could boost your income by quite a bit. The more you build your online brand and focus on inbound marketing, the bigger the reward. As that marketing machine grows over time, you'll find yourself doing less and less marketing, which frees you up to pursue projects and opportunities that pay. So inbound marketing starts to shift that ratio of time spent marketing to time spent earning from say 50-50 to 20-80 or even 10-90. So you can see why inbound marketing is so powerful. Imagine if you could spend just 10% of your time promoting yourself and 90% of your time working. That's a lot more money. Yes, inbound marketing is a long game. The longer you put yourself out there on social media and work on your online presence, the more visible you'll become and the more leads you'll attract. But while you're working on building that visibility and credibility, you can still switch to targeted pitching right now instead of scouring cheap bidding sites and crappy job boards. When you focus on companies in your niche that you can serve better than anyone else and that others may not even think to contact, you essentially eliminate your competition. When's the last time you saw a great paying gig on Upwork that wasn't highly competitive? Actually, when's the last time you saw great paying gigs on Upwork at all? I don't want your business to enable you to just survive, 
to barely make ends meet. I want your business to help you thrive. I want you to be able to take a vacation, to stay in bed when you're sick, and to spend your evenings and weekends with your family or friends. Or maybe you want to work on a side project like a course or a group program that's going to enable you to scale your business and make even more money and have even more free time. Or maybe you just want to take a lazy day to binge watch your favorite Netflix series. You should be able to do all of those things without worrying about a detrimental impact on your income. And sadly, I'm still recovering from this flu, so now I'm going to go brew a cup of tea, surround myself with cuddly pups, and watch yet another classic film. Because I can, and because I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off is just about to start. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.candidlyerin.com or justsaythewordpodcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at candidlyerin. And make sure to use the hashtag just say the word in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.